0: hey guys it's eli here back again with another podcast and forgive me if i'm a bit low because everybody's asleep in the house i'm not trying to you know disturb everybody with um you know being too loud but um as you've seen from the title of this uh episode we're focusing on tech more specifically ev tech and that's just you know talk about you know if yeah for also those who don't understand what ev stands for is actually electric vehicle so in that space and now that we're clear on where this is coming from is um the whole concept of africa and how that will look if we own vehicles like if the average person in Africa could afford an electric vehicle because saying that majority of the countries here are third world countries and most of um, the struggles we need to go through just, you know, obtain certain things like just, you know, have electricity in a home. The majority of places or homes have electricity. For example, the country I'm at, it's so wild for us to be supported with electricity like we have shortages of electricity you know you end up finding we have instances where we have to load shed and the um, better option though clearly owning an ev car has shown uh, some level of superiority as compared to the normal traditional combustion engine there's that element of which one is more reliable or which one makes more sense to own in this scenario, you know. And the better choice if you're in Africa right now is to go for a combustion engine. And that comes to the whole element of reliability. Of course, if I'm able to like commute from home and work and I'm in a range of, let's say for example, if I own um. A Tesla Model 3 right and the area the geometric area where I'm at like work is maybe let's say 20 kilometers drive it wouldn't be too bad but there's also things like um, uh, just you know, weather weather comes into play you know the elements like you know it gets pretty hot in Africa how is the car going to perform in hot conditions you know traffic and and all that stuff. And back to the main problem or the main focus that I was trying to bring about. And big issue that most people would face is electricity itself. You know, like having charging networks. Like we don't even have charging networks in any any part of the country the only charging network you probably have to have is if you ordered your own and you know to be mounted in your home but still even though there's that like how are you going to get enough uh support when it comes to like certain features of software like if you own a tesla and let's talk about things like um let's talk about uh things like um oh just give me a second my wi-fi is down as i'm recording this uh, yeah if um if you don't even have like fast internet capabilities you don't have like self-driving cars and all that stuff like you know the infrastructure isn't really built for such cars, unless you told me that the technology is as advanced for which to meet the standards, right, as we are in Africa. But all in all is that it's that sad that I wish, and I really wish, that it was possible for us to have a space where we can own these things, you know, it would be super dope. All right, guys, just give me a second, I'll get back you real quick. It's just going to be like a flash because I don't know for some reason, my Wi-Fi keeps on going on and off. Pretty sure must be the power. Yeah, so sorry about that. I was having troubles with internet and happened. That was my extension cable that was a bit yeah. bouty. And that woman sound you keep on hearing in the background—that's my phone vibrating. But anyway, back to the podcast. Um. So there's all that coming into play, like you know, economic factors. You have the um, infrastructure factors, and so many things. Just all the points go in favor of the combustion engine right now, as opposed to owning an EV, because. I've seen, like, there was one Tesla that was featuring around here, but I'm pretty sure must be from Kenya just passing through because I saw some YouTube videos on uh, that Tesla. It's like a Model X, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, and you'll be like, if I want to have a road trip, am I going to be... You know, like, am I going to have, um, what's the word code? That's a word that they use that most people, yeah, like, arrange anxiety, you know? Am I going to be safe driving this for, like, um, 600 miles distance, you know? Because it's not like I'm going to find a supercharger or anything. Like, the only way you're going to have to charge, like, 99% for you to travel for 600 kilometers in africa right now specifically where i'm at to find a charger specifically for like a tesla for example or to charge any ev vehicle is close to like one percent and if you go charge it in a normal household plug i don't know how long it's gonna take you to charge We'll continue the journey so say this is so inconveniencing right now so i think the first step for things to get under control is first even before you introduce like sales marketers and other these vehicles in africa the best way is to first come up with the infrastructure that's the first step you know build up the infrastructure with a certain movement of introducing people to this um uh, to this uh, new technology or the new train or where the future of where the world's moving, and that's the best way to do it. You know, let's build up the infrastructure to support um, the um, the technology or the the gadgets themselves, because technically these EV cars are like gadgets now, right? So you bring in the infrastructure, as those are the charges, and then. Produce EV cars as well, cause I'm pretty sure if we produce these items ourselves, the cost will be lower as opposed to importing them here. You know, cause you need taxes and our stuff, and all that stuff gets you know pricey and that stuff. But again, you need to also think about in this economy to start up an EV company it will be quite hectic. But again over the long period of time if you know just time invested into such projects because these are long-term projects i like, would definitely help you know like the whole development side of things of african countries you know to start having evs because even just like small evs for the town you know just something you can use locally within um your town commuting and that stuff from work to another, so like e bikes, you know, cleaner air. Because the advantage that we we'll probably have in Africa is that when you come to look at the carbon footprint of the atmospheric area, is that there isn't like the population here is high, but it's also lower as so opposed to people using vehicles as compared to, you know world countries in other continents you know so it's like we have an upper hand on that and it will be a wise choice to start changing from the traditional way of seeing an automobile to the newer way using EV because we'll have an upper hand that you know these are things we've just been introduced recently and you know it would help us but again, there's still a danger to that because majority of the vehicles used in Africa are second hands, and second hand vehicles usually <sighs> the carbon footprint on those things are like terrible. Like they produce so much smoke, they smoke everywhere. And you come now to think about it, like okay, so are we really in the clear? And we ask as bad as the you know, countries that have been using these machines for, like, the past 30, 40, 50 decades, as compared to us who stay using these things as much in the past, you know, uh, 30, I mean, in three decades, 30 years, you know, and, you know, there's all those things, but it's, it's just, like, thoughts, you know, thoughts coming to like, conversations that I would like to engage with you guys, because I would like to see what your thoughts are on that, and, you know, for somebody who lives here 24-7 and experiencing the daily life of this is something, you know, to put into consideration because it wouldn't be such a bad idea to have some form of convenient car like an EV to travel, you know, especially if, like, the cost of building it was chilled and also experience the tech and safety measures that they have and they just, you know, have it in a way that is convenient for me in the region and i'm at it will be super dope and even this happens with so much tech so much other side of tech like regardless from just focusing on the ev tech side even things like you know computing you know games like you have region restrictions even applications you have regional issues you know apps not being supported in our region And those are the same things I was coming to talk about, like things like self-driving, is it going to be supported here? If we're talking about Tesla or supercharging and all that stuff, like so many factors coming into play for why things are the way they are here like this. But the best way and the best route for things to change here is if us as Africans started taking a different approach on this than other waiting for the first world country to start implementing these things for us here is we need to start manufacturing our own stuff you know and we can work in between the whole concept of going full-blown ev which is expensive because for example coming up with like a fifty kilowatt hour battery is like well you probably have to spend a lot and you know also think think about the cost like what's the minimum wage of, um uh, the average African to afford this car, you know, like it's like you know there's there's that thing situation there because you're in a third world country like how are you gonna thing costs this out and you know so the materials I'm pretty sure we can source these materials locally and all stuff you know manufacturing opening manufacturer what's this my uh, opening a factory and all that stuff you know, those things you know come into play but again here was another idea that came into play why not focus on hybrids for now because it would be way cheaper to run those things and in as much as they would run on a gasoline engine they would necessarily run on that gasoline engine but that gasoline engine would charge the motor because this is also something I also read up on today it's called an N-series hybrid car so it's like it uses the motor itself um, the combustion engine to generate enough power to charge a small um uh battery to generate power to it to um run the the ac or dc um electric motor so like when the computer sensor is that when the small uh, lithium-ion battery or whatever battery you're using uh is low uh, on a certain percentage of battery, it starts to charge it and, you know, all that because, I think I was it Optris o- 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 or something, I can't really pronounce the word. I think I need to read it to see or oh, I need to see it to read it and all that stuff and then, yes, but it's a company based, I think, in, it should be in Europe, they're kind of working on a technology where it's the same concept and they practically took a the new traditional ev car and tended to do an ultra hybrid and that's what they called it so how this thing worked is like where you have the whole um struggle and anxiety for ranging in an ev car where am i going to find a supercharger am i going to get to get to my place to my destination and how long does it take to charge the battery because also another um problem that you get to face and also with the element of if you're in Africa how much power you're gonna have to spend just to supercharge your device if you know you had a supercharger and the cost of electricity based on what power supplier we get it's really in a specific country I'm at. Like it's super wild for us. We get things like load shading, you know? And that's why now you also have to think about this element where you also introduce Gasoline itself, like, we do get shortages of petrol at times. Well, like, you find the whole country is running low on petrol, and you know how old, like, petrol right now is like it's a very big hazard on having you know on the whole planet. Like, long term, these are consequences about facing climate change, you know, climate uh climate changing in ways that you know we cannot anticipate that is very bad an environment that's inhabitable for humans unless maybe if um SpaceX is um on track with what they have planned for the next decades and with the advancements in technology and if the whole world is saying that the future for humanity playing game and I know this is kind of diversing from the topic here but it is also important is that if we become a multi um planet inhabiting species it would be best for us to survive and it's good because we spread out and if technology we reach the point where we can um make um uh, terraforming um, machinery which can terraform a planet into something habitable with a proper atmosphere for um, inhabiting uh, humans would also be good for planet earth again in return cause with the damage that we probably inflicted on our planet with all this, uh fuels and all that stuff we could probably fix that you know and like just tech in itself and how fast it's advancing, we can use and harness most of this um, knowledge and infuse it in ways that you know helps us all like in a way because there's so much news going about of how also in you know, as much as EVs are zero emissions uh, to how much carbon footprint they have on the planet you driving them and using them is like close to zero but the cost of even the process of manufacturing them is like super bad to the environment just to produce lithium-ion batteries like it's got a very big hazard uh, impact on the environment and those factors come to play and it's like it's a big topic on its own and I know this episode has been long. And these are just thoughts all going through my head just to like you know have you guys have a thought to think of where technology is going and how best it also help us people like in Africa of what we can start doing and from what we learn and what we can use to harness that and make something like you know change how we perceive or think of how transport is used because I think it was Elon Musk. He once said something in lines of the best way to engineer or use innovation. I'm pretty sure all this is like me saying it myself now. But he also said something in lines of what I'm saying now. The best way to use innovation is look at the problem and solve it from a different angle than the solutions you have right then. Because just because you have a solution. To fix a problem doesn't mean that solution has solved the problem permanently because yes, back in the days our ancestors used to use animals to travel, you know, horses and the likes for eight point B, then the electric car was introduced and wasn't as efficient then then the petrol engines came in. But you know, technology evolved like back and forth while we're going now. But at the end of the day, is what's the cleanest way to go and how is everybody happy? Like, us humans are happy, we can give a potato and be with clean, zero emissions uh, machinery, and also the planet is green and happy. Well, you know, we're both cohabiting in the place because human beings are so destructive, whether we like it or not, ever we go all we think about is how tech is going to help us survive and integrate into our daily lives because that's how addicted and so dependent on this technology we found ourselves in. And we're now being forced to also think, and as much as we invent and being innovative with so much tech around us and in our hands, we still need to think about the concept of how healthy and good and beneficial is it for us and the environment itself. Because one well, number one thing is we're not the only ones who inhabit this planet. There's other creatures and animals and also plants and species of all sorts. And all that is to be thoughtful of, you know. we have to be thoughtful of all that. And thinking of Africa and based on where we are, what's the best direction? What's the best route to go for? Saying that we have been economical crises and stuff and to fix all that and also have a beneficial way to survive and live in where we are. What's the best route to take? Do you go the straight EV way or do we continue with petrol engines, which is a no-no. Seeing how much carbon footprint I have on our environment. And, or do we go in between right now, just at least for now, before... The next technology comes or if batteries can be manufactured in the most clean way for us to use EVs then you can at least find a solution to use generators. Small generators can generate enough power to power or charge a small EV battery that's affordable and also the motor to get us point B because imagine if you can get range of like let's say 1500 kilometers on one charge plus the petrol engine to keep that charge going on when the battery is low or needed you'll be like insane because the engine doesn't have to work as much as, as as much as it should if it was depending on its own power to also power the drivetrain and all that stuff you know, so many benefits on that, and it's technology. that I think should be given a chance to you know, be used, and yeah, like it's just something. Like tell me, tell me what your thoughts are. Tell me what you think, and you know, it's just something. Cause in Africa, it's a different ball game as compared to the other continents. Like it's something else here, unless other countries doing way better than where I'm at. But for us, it's a different ball game. But anyways, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. And also having thoughts to think about on some of the topics. Not really touched much. But just something to think of. And yeah. Catch you in the next one. Have a good one.